stockings are hung, presents are wrapped. We're just waiting for Santa to come down the chimney. The 60-year seniors are offering guaranteed winners for the last time this season. Yes, it's the final gambling show on 6th Year Seniors. And now, from a smoky sports bar off the Las Vegas Strip, after the final tickets have been cashed out for the evening, counting their money, or what's left of it, it's Alan Caps and Mike Watson, the 6th Year Seniors! Mikey, how you doing? All right, getting ready for this cold front to come through. It's going to be chilly for uh, Christmas weekend down here in six-year senior south. We ain't used to single digits, so. You talking snow there? No snow, just bitter, bitter cold. butt-ass cold, huh? Yeah, I I, I don't do well with that. I can deal with snow, but cold without snow, I mean, that's that's like low-calorie ice cream. Pretty much, yeah. Shall we get right to the picks, or do we have any rants that we want to get off our chest before the holiday? What, what do you got? Well, I got one. And, of course, it's the feckless NCA commission association, whatever you want to call it. I mean, the, there's nothing left of it. And the quote-unquote transfer portal. The, it, this is – this. look, let's, let's just get right to it. I'm going to cut you off right here. This is the National Wrestling Alliance trying to trying to mandate who goes to what territory. Let's just be straight up. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. So what we've learned, I've always known this, but it became in a stark realization with the game that is being played tonight, South Alabama and Western Kentucky. Because I bet on South Alabama, minus four and a half against Western Kentucky, with the premise that Austin Reed, he himself said he was going into the transfer portal. Western Kentucky's backups had 17 pass attempts all season. Well, guess what? Austin Reed walked out of the transfer portal, and because there's no rules involving what you can and cannot do, guess who's starting at quarterback tonight for Western Kentucky? Austin Reed. You got it. I know what was about six weeks ago or so, I ranted about Twitter Joes complaining about injuries and game day decisions. This is an entirely different scenario. This is a mental decision, not a physical determination. The NCAA need if they're going to have a transfer portal, the NCAA needs to, much like the NBA draft where you put your name in the draft and it actually meant something, the NCAA needs to do that with the transfer portal. If you enter the transfer portal, you can no longer play for the university that you said you're leaving for the rest of the season. That's simple. The, the transfer portal is, is there to show intent and offer... It, it makes it okay for the tampering, so to speak, that, that Mac Brown and, and Jeff Trailer and others have, have been bitching about this week. Uh, Pat Narduzzi was another one. Um, but That's right, because your, your guy Drake May did this too. He didn't, he didn't say he was going to the transfer portal. He never put his name in the transfer portal. Okay, okay. But, so. he, was, but he was illegally, and I'm using that in quotation marks, approached by – According to Mac Brown, up to 15 teams offering him all sorts of NIL stuff to transfer out. Record your phone call. Which he politely declined. Uh, good on Drake May. At least he's got some morals. There aren't many left. Well, I mean, if 
the thing the thing about the transfer portal, you can go into the transfer portal. The, going into the transfer portal does not make it binding where you cannot like pull yourself out of the transfer portal. And I have no it problem ju- with it, that. It just it just makes it where it's okay for other schools to contact you about transferring. My my thing is though, if you enter the transfer portal, you no longer should be able to play for the university that you just said you are leaving. Why? Why do you why do you say that? Other other than it just screwed your gambling pick. Other than that. <laughs> it's not like the NBA draft because you, you made a choice. You, you declare for the NBA draft. There, there's a window where you can you can retract. Okay, and and I'll I'll give you that. There may there should be maybe a 48 hour window where you wake up the next morning and go, oh shit, what did I do? Yeah, but but no, you you can't you can't just say I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. Well, that's part. Of the, well, the problem here is is that the the this transfer window is so bonkers. There there needs to be like a cooling off period before you can just flip the switch back on. Yes, there exactly. To, it it needs to it needs to be like we're not touching this until after Christmas or some. I, I don't I don't know whatever the window is. But again, that would require some sort of you know regulation and trying to actually sort the stuff out rather than it being the wild wild west. And we've seen how that's worked. Uh, and that's very true too. Transfer window should, you know, open on January tenth. You know, the day after the national championship. You you can like say a- that you're entering the transfer portal, but you can still play. I mean, if you want to be a dickhead, you know, but, I'm right, leaving so, so my let, team, let me, but I'm still going to play for them right now. Let me let me throw this wrinkle in there. Today's National Signing Day. Yes. So, which means nothing anymore. Well, not really, but it at least means something for the for the following season. But how does that play into a factor with the transfer portal? You, well, you kind of need to have the transfer portal sorted out. Well, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't need the transfer portal sorted out. But it can't happen at the same time. Now, I guess that's what I'm saying. You need well, to have one. Yeah, it's like the draft and then free agency. Exactly. But no, a signing day is just, it's everybody just patting themselves on the back i how many how many guys have we watched oh a five-star recruit is assigned at ohio state and like three weeks later he decommits he hasn't done jack until he's actually put his name on a class list at that university well that well this at this point the, the the national letter of intent that is formalized on National Signing Day. That that locks you in. So you may not be playing for the team next year, but you can't play for anybody else next year. Well, that's the way it that's should a, be. That's what I'm but, I mean, that's not that's not even official. For freshmen, it is. That's what I'm saying. For freshmen, it is. It lock the signing day locks you in. There's no there's none of this ahead of time saying, oh, I'm committing, and then there's a decommit. You can't decommit after signing day. That's the thing. This is like I said, this is the drop deadline here. So that's what I'm saying. I think you need to have this for half the tree. You can do all the entering the transfer portal and whatnot, but until you get signing day squared away, there shouldn't be any of the following steps of involving the transfer portal until after that. I, I that in itself right there would solve a lot of. I ain't gonna say a lot of problems, but it would solve one of the big problems as far as trying to sort all this crap out. Uh, I agree with that. I think a lot of people make way too much about signing day and commitments as it is. 
because I mean the, these jackoffs. One, the chance of them actually showing up on your university's doorsteps about fifty-fifty, and for them to stay for four years is almost nil. Well, this goes back to the nineties and whatnot, where you got the 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 insider newsletters and the subscriptions and all this stuff, and that you know, and then you get into the two thousands, it became the whole message boards, the premium content, and it was a whole there's a whole industry of recruiting insiders, and and all oh, it is blowing smoke up everybody's ass. It's telling the it's telling the the the, the rabid fan base is what they want to hear, and it's it's nothing. So I, I pay I pay very 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 little attention to any of the recruiting stuff until basically the off season where it's like okay who are the freshmen coming in because trying to follow all that recruiting gaga is is a waste of your time yeah who actually attended spring practice that's essentially yeah, yeah exactly yeah but no the NCAA is feckless they have no power. And they and even with the little power they have, they do stupid shit. Uh, you you heard about the the fifth game redshirt rule that they yes that they instituted after the Bahamas Bowl. Yeah, yeah. For those who haven't caught it, players who have played four games can still save their redshirt and play in the bowl game. I don't know if it's just this year or ongoing. Good rule. But you needed to say this, oh, I don't know, four months ago? But that would require an inkling of forethought. Anything. Again, it's the wild west. They're literally making it up as they go. Yeah, and and so... And I'm not saying that the old way, that the old rules were better, but at least there was a structure to it. Exactly. That's exactly. that's my whole thing with her. I am I am pro player movement. I I want the guys to be able to you know is the free market all that stuff. I'm fine with that. There has to be some structure and some sort of regulation behind it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't care what the rules are. I just want to know what they are. Yeah. I will play by the rules that you tell me to, but I cannot play by the rules that I do not know exist. You can't change them as you go. This isn't this isn't Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Dude Love at Over the Edge, where where they were literally making the rules up as they went with with Pat Patterson on on ring announcing and Gerald Briscoe holding the ring bell, following referee Vince McMahon around. You know, literally. Oh, this is now. You know, there's you know falls count anywhere. Oh, now it's no disqualification. There are no countouts in this match. You know, changing the rule, which was great. Again, it's not pro wrestling as much as we (laughs) think it is. It's hilarious in pro wrestling. It's not exactly. in the NCAA football. Exactly. It's all work, brother. So that's where we are now. Congratulations to the NCAA for just being idiots. Oh, man. Just another day in the life. Hey, new NCAA president as of last... The, the UMass president? Is that what I saw? Yes. You, you can't... I'm presuming you can't, you know, get you more bottom get of the barrel worse. than Mark Emmer. But, <laughs> so, we'll, so we'll see. Maybe something good will happen. It can't get any worse. Good God. Emmert was an absolute stooge. It, it's like becoming the CEO of Twitter. You can't do any worse. <laughs> I Elon Musk quote recently was, I will step down as CEO as soon as I find someone foolish enough to take the job. Uh, no, no, believe me, Elon, there's probably a lot of people who want the job and can do it a hell of a lot better than you. That's some carny shit too. He, I'm um, non-binding poll. We're gonna post it out here. What a fuck.
fucking jackass. Well, the three other polls that he put out that went his way, he enacted immediately. Just because this one didn't go his way, he's like, oh, I can't do that. I'm going to change the way you can vote in polls. (laughs) What an idiot. Not worth getting worked up over. He's a he's a carny. It's not it's not worth your time. Well, let's see if we can hit some guaranteed winners for games after Christmas, and maybe make enough money to be able to buy Twitter from Elon Musk. What do you think of that? That's worth a try. It's it's got to be worth about four and a half right now. So. <laughs> Dollars? Yes. <laughs> Buck fifty. Should I start out here? Yeah, let's go ahead and just close the season now. We switched up mid-season. Maybe we should have switched back. Uh, it's like Rocky Two. No tricks. I ain't switching. Yeah, both of our mortgage plays fell in the first week. Connecticut was unfortunate. Florida just didn't show up. So, you know, screw you, Gators. We'll do better. Inexcusable performance from Florida. Just embarrassing. We'll do better on this show. Guaranteed, guaranteed winners are the rest of the season's free. Hey, like Mark Emmer, it can't get any worse. <laughs> I'm starting out with the game on December 26th. I believe that's a quick lane bowl. New Mexico State and Bowling Green. The total on this is 48 and a half. This is New Mexico State we're talking about. And yeah, it's a feel-good story. I love that they actually made a bowl game. I, I said at the beginning of the year, they're probably one of the worst teams in Division One, But they could make a bowl because of their schedule. Look what happened. They're still yep. not that good. And no. to ask New Mexico State and Bowling Green to score 48 and a half points is a real laugher. I, New Mexico State can't score more than about 17 in this game. Bowling Green has its own offensive inabilities. I believe eight or nine of their games went under this year. The total did drop below 49, which is a key number, but I don't think I need to worry about it. I will take the under on this game. 48 and a half. That's fair. It's it's Ford Field, so you got a fast track, but... It's, it doesn't matter with these teams. teams. No. Neither of them have break, any kind of breakaway talent. Yeah. I go from there to the 27th, one game, the East Carolina Coastal game and the Birmingham Bowl. Total here, 62, with all the offensive talent. You see, here's where offensive talent can use a fast track. Holt Nairs, Grayson McCall. McCall should be healthy. He's going to show off because he's entering the transfer portal, but he said he's going to play in this game. 62 seems really easy. This could be one of the most entertaining games of the bowl season. Over 62. I have a play on this game, but it's on a side. Aha. Uh-huh. I moved there to Wednesday, December 28th. I have a bundle of plays on this day. Going to start out with Duke. Minus three against Central Florida. John Reese Plumley may not be healthy. Mikey Keene is in the transfer portal. If they have to go to a third quarterback, this guy is really raw. Aside from that, I think Duke might be the better team, and all they need is one little break. It's minus three. That seems cheap. I'll take the Dukies in the military bowl. We got a mortgage play here. I like the Dukies uh-huh. here too for all the re- for all the reasons you just asked, I do think they might be the better team. Mike Elko did an absolutely fantastic job with a team that I thought was going to be absolute trash this season. And to get to eight wins with this bunch, and I know the ACC is a mess right now, but 
to get to eight wins with this bunch is a hell of a deal. And this is the type of team that will be motivated to show up and, and cap off an overachieving season with a big win at the end. I like Duke. I like Duke a lot here. No kidding. And bowl seasons when you really look at motivation as well. And the Dukies are way more motivated. Exactly. I'm going to the Liberty Bowl, Kansas and Arkansas. This could also be another wildly entertaining game. The total on it is 68 and a half. I'm playing over simply. I mean, you look at the offensive firepower here. You know Kansas can put up 30 on just about anybody. So can Arkansas. That gets you most of the way to a six to the 68 and a half on just average offensive play. Yeah, and you tend to lean the overs and the bowls anyway, even if it's already baked in. I don't see either team being motivated to play much defense here. No, that's that's the other thing. If there's a lack of motivation, it's always going to show up on the defensive end. Yep. It's a lot easier to play offense than it is to play defense. Oregon and North Carolina in the Holiday Bowl. This number got way out of hand. It's 14 and a half right now, and I do not understand that. I'm taking your Tar Heels plus two touchdowns and the hook, saying that it's going to be another really fun ball game in what should be a decent weather situation in San Diego. Plus, this is a great place for bad Bo Nicks to show up. Tar Heels plus 14 and a half. Yeah, he says he's going to play. That's good. Um, Total stay away from me. I don't trust Carolina after after how they close the season out. Oregon's got more than enough firepower to, to run the score up here. Josh Downs isn't playing. Drake May's going to be limited with weapons. We'll see what happens. Carolina might surprise me, but I'm staying off. See, that's, that's what I, I know Josh Downs isn't playing, but he didn't play about half the season. So it's not like this is going to be a surprise. When he played, though, he was, he was critical. Oh, yeah, he was. He was. Finally, I'm going under on the 69 and a half of Ole Miss and Texas Tech in the Texas Bowl. Here's a situation where you have two offenses that are seen as high-powered, but they really don't have a lot of big play ability. They, they will dink and dunk down the field and get a score, but you're not going to see a 70 or 80 yard touchdown play. Therefore, there may be a lot of scoring per possession, but there aren't going to be a lot of possessions in this game. I don't think they're going to be able to reach 69 and a half. I'm playing under. I've got a side on that. We'll get to it later. Oh, we might have some parlay abilities here. We might. One game on December 29th. It's the Alamo Bowl, Texas and Washington. Texas is missing both Bijan Robinson and his backup. I don't think Quinn Ewers is going to be able to haul Texas up and down the field to keep up with Washington and Michael Penix, who's playing in his first bowl game. Talk about motivation to win a ball game. It's going to be all on Washington. Plus four is extremely cheap, maybe wrong team favored. Another mortgage play. I'm on the Huskies, too. Nice. All the, all the reasons you just said. I love Michael Penix here. They're going to be way more motivated to, to, to play the game. Texas just trying to get to the offseason. Uh, I like the Huskies, and I like them to win the game outright. On December 30th, I have two plays. UCLA against Pittsburgh in the Sun Bowl. UCLA a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Pittsburgh does not have Keaton Slovis. Granted, they kind of became a run, not kind of, they became a run-first team midway through the season when they realized that Slovis wasn't as great as everyone thought he was. 
UCLA might be missing some good pieces, but they are deep on the offensive side. I think this, again, cheap money. It is a hook plus the field goal. I don't think it's going to matter. I'm taking UCLA minus three and a half. Yeah, let's go ahead and book that one too. Another oh my. play. I'm on the Bruins as well. All the same. I've I watched enough ACC football to know how good Pitt is. They're nowhere. They're outclassed by UCLA. Come on. UCLA wins this game by double digits. Do you have another play on this day? I do have one more. I think we might have another mortgage play. I've got a play in the Gator Bowl. Do you? I do not. Ah, oh, South Carolina plus two against Notre Dame. The Gamecocks that we thought were going to be all season finally showed up in the last couple of games. I think they're going to show up in this game as well. Wrong team favored. South Carolina demolishes Notre Dame. It was, you know, a big time opponent against Tennessee. Big time rivalry game against Clemson. Can they get up like that again after the long layoff? That's why I stayed off. I think you're on the right side, but I stayed off because of the layoff. Yeah, that's true. This could be one of those Notre Dame magic games, but I'll take my chances on it. Notre Dame magic games really don't happen in the Gator Bowl, though. So. That's very true. On December 31st, I have one bet. I urge you not to watch this game. Music City Bowl, Iowa, Kentucky, total under 31 and a half it could be under 28 and i'd still go under <laughs> this is definitely an under game 31 and a half iowa's going to be on their third string quarterback kentucky's going to be on their backup quarterback the only way this goes over the total is if the iowa defense possibly needs to score 21 points or it goes to like multiple overtimes and they inch their way on two-point conversions what a trash football game. This deserves to be shown on the Barstool Network. Jeez. Thankfully, it's a 9 a.m. ball game and opposite the Alabama-Kansas State game. So, you know, at least nobody must watch it. I thought the Sugar Bowl had a contractual obligation to be the primetime game on New Year's Day. Now, I know we're not playing New Year's Day because the NFL, but I guess if it's the second, it doesn't count anymore or something. Because the Sugar Bowl the Sugar Bowl is, the, is what messed up the entire play the semifinals on New Year's Day thing in the first place. That's, yeah, that's, that's true. a whole other rant. I could have ranted about this at the beginning of the show. It's too late now. I'm not going to get into it. I'll work myself into a shoot. Hey, I'm curious. Do you have plays on either of the semifinals i have plays on one of the semifinals okay we'll talk about it then i i like both the favorites but not enough to bet on them okay then going to january 2 i've got three plays let's start with mississippi state and illinois in the rely quest bowl it's the outback bowl i don't give a damn what you call it mississippi state is a one-point dog explain to me how anybody thinks that mississippi state is going to lose this football game after all they've been through with Mike Leach in the last couple of weeks. I didn't think about that, and that's a really, really good point. You got me sold. As well, Chase Brown may not play. I mean, the chance of him opting out to go to the pros is pretty good. In the Cotton Bowl, Tulane and USC, once again, so much offensive firepower. You know that USC defense is suspect. The total is only 62 I'm playing over. Hmm, okay. Interesting. I didn't think about that angle. That's a good way to go. And finally, Penn State and Utah in the Rose Bowl. 
total a surprisingly low 52. A lot of it's because Utah's main two offensive players, uh, Kincaid the tight end and Thomas the running back, are out. But this Utah offense is solid enough and functional enough to still be able to put up numbers against Penn State. I think this could become a shootout, and 52 seems really cheap, over 52. On the side, I'll get to it later. All right, and that's it for me. We got three mortgage plays. We have a lot of overlap. We're going to cover all the games by the time it's by the time we're done here. Nice. Yeah, we have three mortgage plays. Duke minus three against Central Florida. Washington plus four against Texas. And UCLA minus three and a half against Pittsburgh. Parlay those three for enough money to buy Twitter. Won't take you much. $4.50 is the current offer. Absolutely. Starting on Tuesday, two games. I was told you I was on the Birmingham Bowl. I'm on East Carolina. It's I got seven and a half. I don't care about the hook. ECU motivated to play here. Coastal coasted through the end of the season. I know McCall was banged up and hurt. I don't believe McCall's going to play. Um, oh, I really? Like ECU. I, yeah, I like ECU. I like ECU a lot here. I think they try to, to close this out, and Coastal just wants to end the season. Oh, well, if you believe that, you've got a great number. Guaranteed rate bowl out in the desert. Oklahoma State taking on Wisconsin. Talk about teams, you know, mailing in the season. Oklahoma State, what the hell's going on? Wisconsin, uh, Luke Fickle. I don't know if he's, I doubt he's coaching the bowl game, but lots of momentum within the program. Lots of excitement. I think they show up. I think they're fired up for the bowl game to make a make a statement heading into the offseason. Wisconsin's going to be a hot team amongst the uh, amongst the media heading into next season. I think that starts this week. I'm going to take Wisconsin minus three in the hook. It don't matter. Wisconsin wins this game big. Yeah, Oklahoma State is probably just going to mail this one in, but I don't trust Wisconsin, especially with a hook. I don't trust Wisconsin except for all of the the renewed excitement with the program. I think they'll be fired up. Fired up like Tommy Rich. <laughs> going, uh, going to the next day, we talked about Duke. I'm on the Texas Bowl and I'm taking the Red Raiders plus three and a half. I'll, I'll lean some. I'll, I'll steal some of your Mike Leach uh, karma here. Mike Leach, Pirate, led, uh, led Texas Tech some of their most successful season against Ole Miss. Uh, very true. Good, yeah, good uh, thinking there. So, so, so there, there may be a little bit of karma going around there. And again, I, I just I, Ole Miss kind of limped home. I think people are going to be sleeping on Texas Tech. Not that I think Texas Tech's any great shakes, but I think they're going to be fired up for this one. They're in Texas. They, you know. Kind of a home field advantage here. I'll take the Red Raiders plus three in the hook. I'd parlay that with my under. I'd do yeah. that. Going to the next day, we talked about Washington. Like Washington a lot. Team I've liked a lot all season in the cheese at Bowl. Florida State minus nine against Oklahoma. Again, we're talking about building momentum into next season. Florida State built a season as it went along. Got better as the se- season progressed. And I think they uh, they capped this off with an impressive win over a hit-and-miss Oklahoma team that really never got into third gear, and I think they're looking ahead to the offseason trying to regroup. I like Florida State. The number's a little high here, but I trust the Seminoles to, to get it done in Orlando. Give me Florida State minus nine. Yeah, that was one of the last scratches I had for all the reasons you just mentioned. The number was just a touch too high for me. I'm probably going to regret this one, but we'll see what happens. Next day, Charlotte, North Carolina, Duke's Mayo Bowl. I'm going to take the Woofies plus a point and a half against Maryland. Old school ACC game. Glorified home game for NC State. The uh, the Woofies will show up in Charlotte. 
They can't play in the ACC championship game in Charlotte. They can play in the Duke's Bowl game in Charlotte. The defense will be fired up. They got a little time to get healthy, play around with the uh, play around with the uh, the quarterbacks on offense, and, and I think they'll have some fun. And I think they uh, win this game outright against Maryland. Give me NC State plus one and a half. By the way, Devin Leary has said that he's going to Kentucky, which should yes. say something about the depth at quarterback for the Wildcats going into the bowl game against Iowa. <laughs> well, Will Levis is the, is the number one pick in the NFL draft. That's the last, last thing I heard. So. <laughs> yeah, and everybody behind him might be playing in their local garage league. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's get to the big boys here. Let's go to the Orange Bowl first. Tennessee, Clemson. The uh, total on this game is 63 and a half. I'm going under here. We know Hendon Hooker's not playing for Tennessee. Which means uh, <laughs> you know who's playing quarterback and how I feel about boy. him. Exactly. Both defenses more than talented enough to, to step up. Clemson's probably more so than Tennessee. But the Clemson offense has been, you know, you know, lackluster at least, you know, to say the least. I don't see nine touchdowns in this game. I see seven, maybe eight. I don't see nine. It feels like a lot of points. I'm going to go under 63 and a half in the Orange Bowl. If I was to lean anywhere, it would be the under on this game. By the way, the uh, rumor mill is starting to say that DJ Ugalele might head to Hawaii. That'd be a huge get for the Rainbow Warriors. Yeah, you talk. You, we we talked about the recruiting insider industry earlier. Whoever the crystal ball is had a hundred percent to Hawaii. So there's there, there's some smoke there. Yeah, the crystal ball is actually some guy in Duluth living out of his mother's basement. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hendon Hooker not playing in the Orange Bowl, obviously. Bryce Young playing in the. Uh, in the Sugar Bowl. I'm going to take Bama minus six against Kansas State. Kansas State, good story here. It's feast or famine for for Bama in these non-important bowl games. Either they don't show up and lose, or they drop a hammer on some poor jabroni, and I think it's going to be the latter this season. I like Bama. I like Bama massive here. Uh, Six is super, super cheap. Roll, tide, roll. Give me Bama minus six. Yeah, totally agree with you. The fact that they can get two of the top players in next year's draft to play in a meaningless bowl game, that's why Alabama wins national titles. Absolutely. Which is awful because K-State's been such a great story. And you know Adrian Martinez is going to try and play this game before he retires from football at the age of 95. But it's just (laughs) not going to be enough. Well, the good news is it's it's the early kick, so he can, he can at least get the uh, the senior discount at the at the cafeteria after the game. You know, well, so. that's why the Sugar Bowl's being played early instead of prime time. It's all they, on they worked Martinez. it out for Adrian. That's that that's nice. That's that's thoughtful. And the NCAA, the new NCAA president already making waves here. This this is good stuff. I'm going to jump ahead to the Rose Bowl. I, I like Utah minus two and a half. I think Utah wins this game. They didn't come all the way back to get to the Rose Bowl just to lose it again. After, after being so close last season. So I think they're going to be super motivated to show up in the big game. It's the granddaddy of them all. Penn State's good, but they're nothing special. And I think Utah prevails here, winning the Rose Bowl after being so close last year. Give me the Utes minus two and a half. I think this could be a showcase for Cameron Rising. And I'd love to watch too. it. 
And the foul! Sorry, I'm watching the, the DVR popped on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, they don't know about the DVR gimmick yet. They, yeah, yet. yeah, but yeah, they, you, you leave that one in. Right there. We're time traveling, by the way. <laughs> we are time traveling. So, not time traveling enough to tell you the you know, the actual final scores here, but we are giving you the guaranteed winners. Okay, last play. I mentioned uh, you asked me if I had any, anything on the semis. I've got one. And it's the one I mentioned when the when the bracket was released. Give me Georgia minus seven against Ohio State in the Peach Bowl. Ohio State, lots of slander on the Buckeyes. They got waxed by Michigan. They backed their way into the playoff. They're being disrespected here. You know, we're sleeping on them because we've already written them off. Let me tell you something. I didn't write them off. They got to deal with the defending national champions in what is a home game for the Bulldogs. The Georgia Dome, whatever the hell, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, whatever it is, it's going to be loud. It's going to be rowdy. Ohio State don't know what they're getting into here. There's a history of the Buckeyes not showing up in the semis, and I think that comes back into play here. I think Georgia wins this game, and I think Georgia wins this game big. Give me the dogs, minus seven. Ohio State's defense has been questioned almost all year long, and now they no longer have the running game to be able to keep that defense off the field. I totally agree with you. I just I had to make cuts somewhere on my card. One of these teams has Stetson Bennett the fourth, and one of these teams doesn't. Who's who you taking, all right? (laughs) Who you taking? Stetson Bennett the fourth. The new number one pick in the NFL draft. He might be after 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 he goes for four hundred yards and six touchdowns against Ohio State. The Peach Bowl. Maybe he does. Maybe he jumps Will Levis. Well, they'll take the the Heisman Trophy away from Caleb Williams. Yeah, stunner. That's all I got. How about the other game? You have any thoughts on Michigan and TCU? Is the line eight? That's the last line I saw. Uh, I see seven and a half. No, it looks like it's dropped down. To seven and a half in most places at this point. The hook's enough to scare me off. That's why I didn't bet it. Yeah, I don't see, despite the way Michigan turned the turned the afterburner on against Ohio State, that was a couple of big plays, a, a big play on defense, and, and that's that's what turned the game. You can't bank on a turnover and the and, and and a couple of you know 75 yard touchdowns happening. I don't I still don't see Michigan with the offensive firepower to be able to totally put the game in the freezer when they have to. I think TCU hangs around. I think I think this is a close game into the middle of the third quarter before Michigan finally starts to get a hold of it. But there's all sorts of backdoor cover potential here with Max Duggan, and it's enough to scare me off. Of the two, this is the better game, I think. No Because I, I truly believe Georgia's going to drop the hammer on Ohio State. I think Michigan TCU is a really competitive game. I think Michigan winds up winning, but do they win by six or do they win by 13? And that's why I'm staying off the game. Uh, see, I, I could even narrow it down between seven and ten. The opening of nine was perfect. I, I think anywhere between 7 and 10, I can't bet that number. Probably. And as far as the game itself, I think Donovan Edwards can break 80-yard runs against TCU. The question is, on third and four, as Michigan's trying to run out the clock, 
can Donovan Edwards get four yards? Big question. They don't have Blake Corbin to do it anymore. Yep. Who do you like in the title game? Oh, man. This is where I kind of feel like Michigan gets them. I don't think they, I, they won't be favored. Georgia would be favored over Michigan. Probably by but as I much kind of feel like I kind of feel like Michigan wins the game. And that's just a, a gut feeling more than anything else. I think that's where Donovan Edwards comes alive and becomes the preseason Heisman Trophy favorite. Possibly. I think Michigan's got the guys in the trenches that can that can compete with Georgia Georgia. I know they got I know they got pushed around a little bit last year, but I think they'll be more ready for it this season if that were to to come to fruition in the uh, in the title game. I I think it winds up being a, a really good game if it's Michigan and Georgia. If it's Georgia and TCU, ugh. That could get ugly, maybe. Yeah. It could get ugly, or it could be one of the best football games ever played if Max Duggan just becomes Superman. And he would have to for for them to have a shot there. Yeah. And on the other side of the coin, if for whatever reason it's Michigan and Ohio State, that's oh a, my God. That's college football Armageddon right there. I survived. That's like North Carolina Duke in basketball. I survived college basketball Armageddon earlier this year. Yeah. So you so you, you you put the college football steroids into into that for the national title. I mean, my God, you can't. That's absolutely insane. Which, which let's be fair, Michigan TCU's the early game. So let's presume Michigan wins. You gotta you gotta feel like the calls being made down that Ohio State's going to get some calls to try <laughs> to guess. set that up. Yeah, because again, this is all sports entertainment. This is not legitimate athletic competition. Do you Something think, to keep an eye on. Do you think the crowd in the late game is pro enough Georgia going in that it won't turn on Georgia with people rooting for an Ohio State Michigan final? Not, not in the building. Not that's, that that building's gonna be eighty five percent Georgia. Uh, that's what I figured. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's a home game. So we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. Well, there we are. That's the bowl games from December 26th all the way down to January 9th, the national title game. We will come back to you on Monday with the second half of our college basketball previews. And then we're going to take a little break, recharge our batteries. We will probably drop something, say about uh, Wednesday or Thursday after the national title game wrap up football, and then start talking basketball until Selection Sunday and all of March Madness. For Dominique Wilkins, Chipper Jones, and, uh, and, and Michael P.S. Hayes, that's the best producer of the Business Sound Caps. I'm Mikey Watson. We'll be back Monday talking a buttload of hoops, second part of the preview. And then uh, we'll be back after that talking football, playoffs, bowl games, all that stuff right here on Six Your Seat.